Hey everyone, welcome to the Going in Circles Big Monday Show. This is the pre-preakness edition. My co-host, Dr. Barry Spears, will be with us in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to talk about the preakness draw, which isn't really a big deal. Uh, we'll, of course, talk about Rich Strike. We'll talk about bad ideas, like messing with the Triple Crown, and, uh, yeah. A couple other things. Anyways, we'll be back here in about a minute and 27 seconds. Pleasant Acre Farms is a full-service breeding operation located in Morriston, Florida, just outside of Ocala. If you want to get involved in the breeding business in the Sunshine State, or you're already involved, Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people do a fantastic job taking care of your mare uh, they have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees your mare will find a match at pleasant acre farms currently the star of pleasant acre farm stallion roster is neolithic who is by far a runaway winner of the freshman stallion of the year here in the state of Florida. His son, Make It Big, just made a three for three, winning the $400,000 Springboard Mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is your one stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.pleasantacrestallions.com or on Twitter at PAS Stallions. You can also give them a call at 352-528-2885. Pleasant Acre Stallions, check them out. Is this the uh, the Preakness, Mr. Preakness? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. I'll go with that. Hello, Mr. Preakness. Kegasus is Mr. Preakness, right? Poor Kegasus. They got to bring him back. They bring him back, man. Now's the time. Kegasus is everything, man. I don't know why they got rid of Kegasus. CJ, you got to just tell CJ to bring it back. CJ as Kegasus? He is Kegasus. He's got a little Kegasus to him. <laughs> he does. He's, he's riding high. Thank God the Dallas Stars lost. I don't know anything about hockey, but if if the if both the CJ's teams had won Game Sevens last night, we'd never hear the end of it. I have, I haven't seen him tweet that much in a while. So. I think he's in. Yeah. <laughs> we can always bring up the Rangers. Mm. Who are bringing up the rear as usual? in the uh, American League West. Anyways, we have um we have some uh, some action this weekend. We um, did. We had a little bit of action last weekend. We did. Wasn't uh wasn't exceptional, but it was it was okay. Kind of washout, no? <laughs> yeah, well. A lot of these fields at this time of the year when Everyone's running the same 
the stakes with the same conditions week after week and then everyone's like wow i can't believe we only got five for this well because there's three other stakes for those same horses within a few weeks so you know people can pick and choose but um but the preakness was drawn today i uh i didn't watch the show because i don't do that uh, as a matter of fact i i don't know that if i had a horse in the preakness that i would go to the draw or watch it on tv because nothing can be like more dull than a draw show <laughs> are you sure about that not much man there's not much out there that's simplification one <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> no, I'm with you. I can do without it. Yeah, it's like just show me the over because there wasn't that many horses. You know, it's like I mean, sometimes it matters, but most of the time, and it it doesn't matter. The Kentucky Derby it matters because it's a twenty horse field, and um, it, I mean, it doomed some of these horses. Like White Abario was doomed once he drew outside. He had no he had no path to vic <laughs> literally. You know, and he and he 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 uh he stayed in the sixth path throughout. So he actually got a I saw his the, the thoroughbreds from the uh coming out of the race, he got three or four points higher than horses that finished ahead of him because he was so wide. But I mean that's his that's his style of racing and you know stalking the pace. But when everybody wants to be in the same position, it's hard. You know, not they can all be there. So somebody winds up five or six wide. Um, and and Happy Jack, like, what are they doing? Somebody believes in that horse, huh? <clears throat> I don't get it. I mean, I know the Claiborne. Not Claiborne. Excuse, sorry, Claiborne. I didn't mean to insult you. I know that Calumet is willing to run 100 to 1 shots. I mean, they'll run in bombs. And they've, they've had, listen, it's worked sometimes. They've won a couple races like this with bombs. But, um, man, that horse is not very good. He's getting drummed on a regular basis. And they keep throwing him back in here. Oh, they're going to put blinkers on him. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw some people kind of criticizing the card on on Saturday, um, and I, I wasn't really sure why. I mean, it's, it's okay. Not, it's not the world's greatest card, but no, it's not bad. I but it's okay. I mean, I wouldn't classify it as subpar. It's probably right on par with what I would expect. Yeah, I was going through the races and thinking to myself. Like what were they expecting here? These are um two weeks rest and then you know, different horses, different state, different everything. I mean, it's not gonna be the, the same card you got in the Derby, which was stellar to say the least. It was very, very good. Um the Derby Day card. Yeah, the Derby Day card was was excellent. And We're not going to get that back to back in two weeks. No way. They 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 also have a lot more money in Kentucky right. to give out, and 
the a lot of, a lot of factors. A lot of those races are grade ones. <laughs> that helps. Uh, so it's it's um I mean, I guess we might as well talk about it now. Um there's been of course talk since Rich Strike's connections uh suddenly reversed course and decided they weren't going to run in the in the preakness after uh the trainer had more or less given out his training uh schedule and, and shipping schedule <laughs> next day and i remember uh, during the broadcast he said he was their, their plan was to go yeah and then uh, he got asked a couple tough questions on an interview with espn over his social media account which to me it, this i ever win a big race or anyone ever pulls me about something i said on social media years ago or whenever i'm gonna say does it have anything to do with the horse racing if it doesn't, then I'm not going to discuss it with you. I'm not a political figure, <laughs> you know. Like what I say doesn't matter. I'm just a schmuck. <laughs> yeah, but I think the difference is that you're saying that. You see what I mean? I, I, the what I would say. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. Oh, well, geez, I don't know what I was said. Blah 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 blah. You say it. You say it. Right. I mean, it's not like you said. You know. Difference. I mean, but... listen. It was an off-color remark about you know. A, a person of, I mean, listen, politicians are fair game. Politicians suck. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's not like pretend like this is <laughs> 1950 and politicians are looked up to. I mean, everybody thinks they're crooks, basically. I mean, you poll the average American about uh, that it's not some, uh, you know, brainwashed uh, far left or far right, you know, n political nut about a politician and they all kind of give you that look, you know, like, would you trust a politician? And they would laugh. No, of course not. <laughs> that's the, that's the state of politics in our, in our society right now. But, um, you know, it was a crude remark and, and it wasn't, you know, uh, I mean, listen, people, people say a lot worse than that and you may not like it. You may kind of look, you know, roll your eyes, whatever. He's a, you know, like, this is not an important person. This is a horse trainer. <laughs> I, I keep stating that as as a person who has held a, a, a trainer's license for a long time we're not important people we're not even important in, in horse racing anymore in, in this sport i mean like this is one of the things that people say well you know the trainer's gonna make the call yeah guess what most of those trainers uh, of the big uh, for the big stables they don't make the calls anymore they got some nerd who's sitting in them desk that that's it's looking at numbers that doesn't probably really understand them. They're making the calls. They're well, yeah, calls. I mean, I have to ask you this because I know you you talked about it, you know, recently. And uh, I'm okay with nerds. I mean, nerds are cool to me. I'm, I'm a nerd, man. Yeah, a little bit. That'd be cool with nerds. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, do you think that little bit of heat he got for that tweet? Is why he's skipping, or is that in addition to you know what I mean? Put it this way, Barry. He made his decision that much easier to be. Put, put it this way. I don't think I have a chance, but what the last straw kind of deal? <laughs> watching them post race, watching them the next day, watching them the next few days. What gave you any idea that they thought, oh, this is a tired horse that needs more time? This is a guy that did mostly races at Belterra 
and Mountaineer and, 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 you know, some on the, on the fringes of Kentucky. So we're not talking about a guy that that's had 30, 30 odd years of experience with grade one horses or graded horses or stake horses. And suddenly he has a, a philosophy that he can't run back in in two weeks. Todd Pletcher doesn't run back in two weeks, but if he wins the Derby, he does. Steve Asmussen isn't a guy that runs back much in two weeks. He runs second in the Derby. He's running back. I mean, it, it was based upon nonsense. And you can say, well, how do you know? You don't know. But whatever. All I'm saying is those people were gung-ho to go to that race. And then the very next day after an interview that kind of went south, all of a sudden you got the owner who's has four wins lifetime becoming Mr. Conservative and passing the Preakness where he, he would go. And if you uh, win the Derby and you go to the Preakness, you're the, you're the bell of the ball. You're the star. Well, that that's why I'm kind of confused at, at why they're skipping. Um, because if the owner is like, yo, let's go. Why wouldn't they not go? I mean, I, I, I and I'm, and I'm also going to play devil's advocate here and say that maybe they knew, his derby was kind of fluky. I think the opposite, bro. I, I think they, they, I think they, they overrate it. I think they're like sitting back and saying, "Oh, we knew all along," and and the Preakness is going to compromise the Belmont. We can really win the Belmont because I think you know he wants to go long, which is probably true. Mm-hmm. He probably does want to go long, but if the Japanese horse and and the two horses from the UAE Derby don't go on a on a mission. And don't go on a ridiculous pace. They go forty sixth and a half. Rich Strike finishes sixth, and nobody cares. Right. He, he's so, Tawny Port, basically. Well, that's right? has anyone said one word about where Tawny Port's going, or Barbara Road, what they're doing? No, because nobody cares. No offense. I mean, they ran actually. You know, they ran decent, but they ran decent because they were plotters behind a, a supersonic pace. But. It's like they suddenly are gonna like campaign him and talking about the Travers and this and that. Like you're eighty to one and and you weren't you were an underlaid eighty to one. I'm sure the computer money is what made the horse eighty to one. He would have been a hundred to one without it. I mean his numbers were slow. He didn't really have much of a chance. But you got to remember the computers are playing the odds and you know maybe they're. They had a, a, a figure on him that, that, you know, was a little better than 80 to 1 or better than 90 to 1 or 100, whatever he was. I don't know. All I know is the guy was giddy talking to Marty McGee about how the horse was a different horse when he went to Churchill and he was going to send him to Churchill and gallop him there uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, then probably ship him Monday. He had never run at Pimlico and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day, kind of like, oh, yeah, it was. And all along to win or to, to skip this race or go to the Peter Pan or it, it just listen, it's their horse. They can do whatever they want with them. But the whole thing just seems a little bit weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I'm just asking because I I was under the impression that, you know, and this is just my opinion of it is I think they, they kind of figured that this race wasn't going to be the best for him and they didn't want to risk him not 
performing well, you know, finishing, let's say, fourth or, you know, lower. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just thought that they might think that that might devalue the horse, which I don't think it would. No, um, he's a derby winner. That's his only credential. He has one credential. He's a derby winner. Right, and and he's not the only one with, with that moniker. No. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's the, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it was kind of strange the way it kind of unfolded over the week. People made, you know, statements about, well, you know, the breeding and, and this and that. Well, like, there's no, there's, <laughs> there's no, um, no big farms duking it out for his rights here. <laughs> you know i didn't i i wouldn't think so but i mean but he does have some value more a lot more well, than he has that. more value because he won a race right, and he did run good i mean like let's not say that he didn't run good he no, did run ran. good he did what he, was supposed to do. he did run good but he had never run good before <laughs> and he's you know yeah and, and that's a factor the factor is he's by a horse keen ice who's had you know no success should he have had success as a two-year-old no should he have a success thus far as a three-year-old? Probably not, but he still doesn't have a lot of success in, at the stakes level, and that has to come soon, <laughs> you know, soon. And um, you know the 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 market is is for breeding, and, and it it's it's so funny. Like when you re- and and I don't want to sound like like you know um, I'm. Sid Fernando, because I'm not. But oh, I thought you guys were the same person. He's he's got better hair than me. Way better. That is true. I know that for a fact. That's true. He's got exceptionally good hair. (laughs) Um, but you wear better hats. True. I don't. I don't even know if you ever wear hats. Um, but um, I got. I, I just have to say this, and 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 I don't mean this in like a like a douche, but. Nothing that happens on the racetrack matters anymore to the breeders, okay? Like, yeah, they want stakes winners and this and that, but they're not going to change breeding habits because, oh, this horse won the Derby. They're breeding to sell these horses. They're not breeding to win the Kentucky Derby. If they breed a horse and happens to win the Kentucky Derby, I'm talking commercial breeders, of course, which unfortunately dominate the, the market. That's that's a, that's great. Everybody loves to breed the Kentucky Derby winner. But they're breeding these horses to sell them. So one of the the primary um, venues that you're going to get big money for your horse is a two-year-old in training sale. And keen ices aren't going to bring a lot of money at two-year-old in training sales because they're not fast. And they're not supposed to be fast. And we do need horses with stamina in the breed. Yes, there's no doubt about it. But let's not pretend like... Everyone's going to say, you know, like before the race, oh, the Japanese horse wins. The breeders are going to say, no, the breeders are not going to change their habits because racing isn't exactly what they do. They, they, they breed to sell. They breed to sell. And I think nothing encapsulates that as well as the poll question that was put up by one of the quote unquote Avengers last night saying, hey, I think the Belmont should be a mile and a quarter because this way it'll be more commercial for the the owner or for the for the for the the the, the, the horse that wins it as a stallion. 
this is what I'm trying to say. They don't care. But racing is just something to do until they retire the horses and breed them. They can make so much money selling. Like when, when you go and you look at the November sale, which is either one, the Fazic Tipton one, which is kind of raised, risen in stature. It's a lot smaller, obviously. Uh, or the first couple days of the November Keeneland sale. Broodmares are selling for four, three, four, five million dollars. Yeah. You know how much you, you like, got to win if you don't win in Saudi Arabia or Dubai? You know how much how many races you have to win to make that kind of money? You can't. You, you almost can't. So, you know, it's, 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 it sucks. I mean, let's face it. It's mm -hmm. not a great thing, but. People in the bloodstock game aren't really in the racing game. I mean, maybe on the periphery they are, but they're not. And yeah, some of them race horses, but breeding and selling horses and, and racing are, are actually, um, you know, probably getting continue to get further, which, which is another bad thing. Anyways, I guess it's a roundabout way of saying no, I don't think there's any uh, stallion farms jousting for the services of, of Rich Strike, and, and that's why they, they've they've scratched him. But who knows? I could be wrong. <laughs> but uh, but he's not I, the type I, of stallion I, I would breed to, put it I that have way. Another question. I have another question for you. Yes, sir. So what about the... You know, I, I've seen on multiple social media outlets um, that it's being viewed as a bad thing that he's skipping the race. Do you agree or disagree or indifferent? I mean, listen, it to me, I wish he would run. I think striking while the iron's hot is 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 the listen if. if if he was my horse and the <clears> next <throat> day he was totally exhausted, like, you know, right. Just laying there. <laughs> right. Like lethargic, like, yeah. And we did a blood test on him and all that and everything came back. Okay. But he, he just didn't show much. It, it would take a lot for me not to run him. If, if, but if, if he just didn't look like he was bouncing back at all, then I probably wouldn't run him. But that wasn't the that that really wasn't no, because we saw you the, know we saw videos of him yeah that and that was not the the impression and you know he like, actually looked better to me I mean right so uh, do I think it's a bad thing it's not a great thing I mean when the triple when when we don't have a horse going for the triple crown it, it's obviously the ratings probably lag a little bit. I don't know about handle. I mean, it's it's hard to say. The big event days, they seem to do really, really well, regardless. So I, I don't know that it's really a big drag on handle. I think the people that are going to play are going to play. Mm -hmm. uh, but like for the mainstream attention, it, it's it's probably a negative. And um, I think you know people ask questions like, why are they skipping the race? Why aren't they trying to for the triple crown? And I, I don't know that we've really gotten a good answer.
No, I really don't. Know. He has. So, he definitely has. So, uh, so yeah, I would say it's probably a negative thing, but I mean, it's not the end of the world either. No, I mean, I mean, we've had it before. I mean, it's not like put it this way: it. it's not, it's not going to affect my my handicapping or or you know viewing hats whether he's in the race or not. It's it's you know, I mean, one of the best days I've ever had in racing was um was, was dude <laughs> aging myself a little, but uh was the year of of Swales Belmont win. Which, of course, you know, was not a triple crown year because Swell got got beat in the Preakness. Um, but that was a, a really fun day, and uh, it's it's a day that I'll never I don't know, I'll never forget because number one we did great, <laughs> we, we won like it was, it was it was almost like let it ride kind of day where everything everything we bet won <laughs> every break every. Repaced it up. I mean, it was it was it was nuts, uh, and I saw Rolls Royce get get you know, plowed into in the valet parking, which is oh, not man. something you see every day. That's every that I probably capped your whole day. But um, I mean, the one thing about racing is you never really know what you're gonna see. True, you never know what what kind of great performance might happen. Um, I mean, I've seen it happen, you know, quite a few times where horses just kind of you know shake you just weren't expecting you know something that that happened and uh, unexpected great race but uh, we'll 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 recover yeah um, no i i don't think it's like beyond recovery i just wanted to kind of get your sense of your take on on that sort of thing because I, I mean, i've seen it a lot what do you I mean what what's your i mean like how, how do you view the the call uh, you know, from a a, a person that that a non trainer, non owner type view, like like how how do you look at that? Like, I, you know? I it really what doesn't affect me as far as you know, like you said, my handle isn't going to change uh, because of it. Um, I think the card is 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 very good. It's not the best card you'll ever see, like the one you got on Derby Day, but. You know, it's not like I'm going to sit it out, um, you know, for for any reason. Um, somebody in, in my position, I guess, as far as, you know, my, my level of activity in the game um, would be different than somebody who's kind of a, a casual. Right. You know? So, it, you know, my, my view may be a little bit skewed towards you know, I'm always going to play <laughs> somebody else might not. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think, I think it's, it's a little bit of a, a downer that he's not running, that rich strike isn't running, but not the end of the world. We'll bounce back. There's other superstars. Epicenter could come back and win the Preakness and the Belmont and everybody, you know, I mean, just look at, uh, you know, a horse like Nick's go who, captivated everybody and didn't run in a classic race yeah right so yeah i mean there's other avenues i think you know social media and the way the media in general works nowadays it's always in the forefront until the next event (laughs) and then everybody forget about whatever happened before and we'll just kind of move forward short memories 
Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think of a different sport, the equivalent of, of this. And there really isn't. The only thing I could really think of was like maybe tennis. Where if a guy had uh, won maybe the first two, um, the, the, you know, there's a grand slam of tennis. There's the mm -hmm. uh, Australian Open, the French Open, the Wimbledon, and the U.S. Open. If if a guy had won the Australian Open and the French Open and then said, you know. I'm not good on hard court. I'm, 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 I'm going to skip Wimbledon. I'm just going to yep. go right to, right, right to the U.S. I'm Open. Going grass. Yeah, I, I need a little more rest. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling a little fatigued. Like everybody would be like what <laughs> you know like is this guy going to rehab or something like like what's the matter with him i mean like guys don't do that unless they're hurt you know and um that but it's it's hard to uh most sports have a schedule you don't get to schedule your own and that's one of the things like when people talk about um modernizing the triple crown i say bullshit we've modernized everything in this game and has it helped no. no, it's hurt the game. You know what? If you're a foo foo trainer that wants to, that needs six weeks in between races, then guess what? You're not going to win the triple crown. Right. So, you know what? Too bad. We're not going to change it for you. And this idea that, like, oh, well, we're not seeing the best horses that are running about. Who's missing? <laughs> the winner who's not coming and. It's connections that'll never be back here again, ever. All right, took them 30 years to get here. Ain't going back. And, you know, they don't buy these kind of horses. It was a fluke thing. Uh, who who else is missing? Zandon? Zandon's like, he's not scheduled to run back till August. All right. So he wasn't running, whether it was the Preakness was three weeks or four weeks or five weeks or six weeks. Um, but who, who else? Who else are we missing here? Well, that's pretty much about it. Everybody else were kind of also rans. <clears throat> oh, right. Everybody else got drilled. Right. So, like I said before, are, are we really upset that, that we're not going to get to see Tawny Port? Right. Three out of the top four are running. Yeah. Well, two oh. out of the top four. Two out of the top four in the Kentucky Oaks. Winner. Oh, two. Yeah. Two. Sorry. And, and I mean, Mo Donegal, uh, Fletcher's, that's a, Fletcher doesn't run in the in the Preakness. It was it was very odd. I, I saw a stat. I think it was a couple of years ago. He had like eighty starts in the Derby and and like two in the Preakness or three. And I think one of them or two or two of them I think were uh, was Smart Strike and not Smart Strike, uh, Super Saver and uh, Always Dreaming. Right, horses that won the Derby. <laughs> right, but um. It's not a it's not a great crop. I and I've been I mean, we've said this for months and months. I mean, I've been kind of clear in that. I think some of these horses are good horses, but they just don't run. And when you don't run, you don't get exposed, but you also when you don't run, you don't um build your your resume. I mean, we're hiring people here based upon really flimsy resumes. Meaning, <laughs> you know, like the Zandons of the world. Zandon, you know, his top five three-year-old. Yeah, probably for sure. He's he's got one stake win, and now he's not gonna run till August. He's a really good horse, but he never runs. What's the best ability? Availability. That is true. 
I mean, look, look at the ones that we, we do have in the Preakness, the three-year-olds that have made it. Simplification is making his, his ninth start. Um, Secret Oath is making her ninth start. Um, Epicenter is making his eighth start. So that's that's the thing I think that should be should be noted here and that the more durable horses are the ones that, that are have been raced and, and the other horses um they're they're just not getting that sufficient well, foundation because they're just not they just don't race enough. Right. And that's the tip off for the horses that you know, as far as the derby went that we didn't like. T Taba. Right, charge it, and it's exactly. not you know. Simple, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zozos, who ran okay in the Derby, but I mean, he's still got to be like what fifteen lengths, right? But if um, you know, if if Cyberknife, uh, <laughs> right, Cyber Mess even Messier, I mean, <sighs> Messier beat the worst field ever assembled, and then then skipped the next race. <laughs> that I'm serious. I, I I really think that 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 might have been the worst worst field ever assembled for a Derby prep. I mean, no one out of that race may ever win again, including Messier. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe not. He did he did he didn't finish he, too good. Lighted up. <laughs> no. <laughs> he didn't look too stellar passing the crossing the wire. Uh, but he is a Canadian bred, and I'm sure that they'll find something up there at the at the, the wood that he can win. But um, I mean, Happy Jack certainly isn't getting put in winning positions. Cabo Spirit Wharton, where are they? Oh, I don't know. Where are they? Uh, I I kind of chuckled when when um, someone made the comment that. Oh no, uh, Armageddon. Well, how do you say his name? Armanac. Armanac. Armanac's in there. That's going to press early voting. No, it's not. Mm, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> early voting will be ahead of Armanac unless early voting stumbles badly at the start. He is not as fast as as early voting is. And, um, what about uh, Skippy Longstocking? <laughs> Skippy Longstocking. I take that as a no comment. <laughs> hey, at least he's in the race. That's true. He made it. He's in the race. I mean, we can't knock people that are in the race. I and mean, we can kind of make fun of like Happy Jack because, you know, he he's <laughs> he broke his maiden in a relatively slow race at twenty five to one. And he's never been within ten lengths of the winner in in, in, in a race, and they keep running him in great races. It's almost like uh, Alfredo Calejas and Robert Perez have come back to life, and in the form of Happy Jack. And uh, and the, the 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 scary thing is that Happy Jack probably isn't the worst horse in this race. No, I used to love those guys though. Oh with, yeah, with Chop Chop, they used to... Senior Speedy. I mean. They were in. They were in it. They were always in a race. <laughs> they, they were. They they boosted the field size. Uh, Fenwick is kind of an interesting choice here. 
Oh man, and didn't we talk about that horse last week? Chuck Fenwick. I mean, he beat a horse at Tampa that. It was, you know, yeah. he got to the lead that day. It was the track was wet, and and command performance didn't really didn't didn't show up. Um, and he came back to not show up again. And I mean, Fenwick got drilled in that drilled race. Drilled in the bluegrass, man. He was not even close. You know, eleventh by thirty six. Ah, screw it. Let's go into Preakness. Um. I mean, they have another three-year-old race on the on the docket here, but um, he probably wouldn't be in the top four or five choices for that one either. So, probably get a better table by being in the Preakness. Oh yeah, you gave us that story. Um, what about uh, Creative Minister? I like Creative Minister. Yeah, I I'll like it. Make of them. It's, yeah. it's it's interesting that um, we're talking about you know needing time off and needing space between races. He comes in off of a two week layoff because he ran on the Derby undercard, but he is a good horse. He ran first time out of Gulfstream in, in a pretty good race. Yeah, I remember that race. A horse named Felix won the race mm-hmm. because he shook loose. Um, and creative minister got, got off really, really slowly. Just, just didn't break bad. He just didn't come out real fast. And, uh, he finished like with a rush and came back Keeneland in the mud. And I think maybe because the race was in the slop, it got a little bit discounted breaking his maiden. And then he, you know, he ran on the garden. Uh, he really ran good and, yeah, and rushed a little, little trouble at the start again, which of course is not great. But um, in this race, it's not nearly as big of a deal as it would be in the Derby because, you know, you break a little slow in this race, you're laying, Seventh, eighth, ninth, not seventeenth, eighteenth, or nineteenth. <laughs> yeah, but he—he's you know—he ran a good number in his last race, and um, I mean, if you're looking for a, an outsider, to me, like he's the only vibe that I could see maybe being able to jump up and, um, I mean, honestly, if he runs something similar to his last number, he's very, very he's right there. Yeah, he's very competitive. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, truthfully, his last number, simplification, <laughs> uh, secret oath, and um, epicenter—they're all pretty similar number-wise. Um, early voting is not far behind, but well, I mean, you could probably might be able to upgrade him because he might be able to kind of shake loose a little bit. Maybe, yeah. I mean, again, we have to see how the track's playing as well. Being uh, the 13th race, we, we should have a decent idea of what the, uh, the how the track is playing, if speed is is okay or, or not okay. So, I mean, that matters to me in this race because I, I don't see anybody to me that jumps off the page and says, like, yeah, I got to bet this horse. So... I think Epicenter is almost that horse. Like I'm betting against Epicenter. I can tell you that right now. I'm not betting on Epicenter. <gasps> no, no chance. Especially like six to five or less. No, no, no chance. He's just not that much better than these other horses. He's more consistently good. Yes, 
But is he really faster than Secret Oath? Not really. Uh, she gets five pounds. Could be the difference. Be the difference. She's going to sit the trip behind her, uh, you know, maybe early voting and, and uh, the epicenter hook up around the far turn. Drift out. Secret oath up the wood. You mean simplification? Simplification. Got to watch for. He's a tough horse to, to, to gauge, man. I mean, I liked him at 35 to 1 last time. I bet him. I loved him at 35 to 1. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually, I, I bet him. I used him on top. Uh, but, you know, we're not going to get 35 to 1. No, we get, we get 6. He'll, get, he'll be his morning line. He'll be. Because I think uh, a lot of money is going to gravitate towards the early voting secret oath. So you get six to one on simplification, just being the, you know, kind of odd man out. Yeah, I guess. Unless, unless creative minister, right? That's his name, right? Um, Yeah. No, he's not going to take a lot of money. I think he might. Nah, no way. There's a possibility he could be forced. There's there's, there's no chance. Him and simplification are probably going to vie for No. For sure be the favorite over him uh, i don't know you got, you got a horse coming off a derby race with a People good like new shooters yeah you got john velasquez riding the other one's got brian hernandez riding i mean that matters in these kind of races you know people bet the people they know true but i don't know i just don't see the the outside horses i just don't see anybody getting any money outside of episode i mean skippy longstocking i don't think he's gonna get much no no i don't think he's not gonna get played uh that that armanac thing he's not gonna get played happy jack shouldn't get played the fact that happy jack was actually lower odds in the kentucky derby than he was the santa anita derby is one of the most baffling things that that's ever i mean the horse didn't run a step in that race Slow into stride, empty. Here's the calls on him. 18th by 17, 20 by 18, 19th by 7 to 3 quarters, then 17th by 17, 14th by 19. He made a move. Yeah, backwards. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's tough. Coming off of that line. Even into what would be an easier race that's still tough. <laughs> yep. The um the black eyed Susan got a got a full field. Thirteen. That seems like a very difficult race to me. I don't I don't like the favorite at all, but oh, they have the favorite um five to two a dare manor, right? yeah, I was a little bit stunned at that, to be honest. I thought they would make Luna Bell maybe you know two to one, five to two, and a Dari manor I, I thought would be you know. <clears throat> I thought they may be favorite, but I, I didn't. I really was surprised that uh, 
Did they have Luna Bell at nine to two? Yeah, I thought they would be closer. She's she's really fast. That's a good horse. And she's in rare form, as they say. But that race came up uh with a big field. Yeah. I was not aware that so many Phillies were were pointing to this. And it's not, you know, I mean, for the most part, it's it's not the the A-list type horses. Um and you got quite a few maiden breakers, which gives it a little bit of a <laughs> an A other than feel. But um I mean it's it's nice to see a big field, a kind of diverse field coming from a lot of different places. It's always a difficult race, to be honest. Um, I mean, for that reason, is you're not getting the same horses you get in the Oaks. And it's almost like a, a completely new set. <laughs> and they're they're decent. I mean, you know, the local horses are always in there. Um, but it's always a difficult race to to kind of figure. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a nice it's a nice race. I mean, listen, we get thirteen horses in a race. It's always a good thing. But um, yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see you know how that worked out. I mean, uh, Dari Manners is on our third trainer and three starts, and uh, I can't. And she got she got beat last time, kind of a shocking defeat to Desert Dawn. But Desert Dawn came back and ran third in the Oaks. So I mean, she, she, her form held up from that race, which which probably had something to do with, with the morning line as well. But um, uh, there's speed in here. It seems like so. I mean, there's some other fillies that, that have some tactical speed. Um, so I, I don't know that the the Dari Matter is just gonna just roll over to the front. It shouldn't be that easy. <laughs> you know, maybe she'll just outrun him, but she's gonna have to go fast. <clears throat> so, so we'll see. But uh, no, I thought the card was, I thought the card was okay. The two days. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think sometimes people like, um, I don't know what they, I don't know where they think we're gonna get all the horses. That's right. one of the questions, like, like where are they coming from? <clears throat> but, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, talking a little bit about last week's results. We, the people who looked, you know, great uh, under a, basically an ideal setup with a sealed track. Man, that he, was... he, he sure handled, and he got to the lead, and he, he looked like a winner every step of the way. I mean, he, at no point did he look like a loser. He looked like he just bossed them horses around. He, he did, really. Um. And appears to be a, a new shooter for the Belmont. And there was debate about, hey, you know, like, who did he really beat? It was not a good field. I mean, it, it was a really soft field. <laughs> um, but he did it authoritatively. And I'm, I'm sure the numbers are going to come back pretty fast. But again, it was on a sealed track. And he, he was allowed to dictate the pace. And um you know, the question was kind of raised, well, yeah, he beat nobody, but then again, all right, in the Belmont, like who is who lurks of the, of this group as, as a true, you know, mile and a half type of Nobody. Zandon. 
but he's not going to run. So that's out of the. I don't think Zandon. I, I think Zandon's pedigree doesn't. To me, is not. I, I don't know that he's really, um, a mile and a quarter horse, let alone a mile and a half. I mean, Zandon looked like he was going to go by at the eighth pole. <laughs> um, Mo Donegal. And I know, you know, he's a deep closer, but he, he does have the pedigree that should, the mile and a half should not be an issue. Um, it's the same thing. A lot of, a lot of the horses that are kind of clunked up to be in single digits in the Derby are, are, are all pointing to the Belmont. But are you really scared of, of, of that group? Um, the Mo Donegals, the Tony Ports, the Barbara Rhodes. Shouldn't be. They haven't um, done. No. So <clears throat> I, I guess the the one eyed horse, he might finally, you know, make another appearance, but he's he's slow as molasses too. So I mean it's it's a very thin group. It really is. I hate to say it, but just a, a I just wonder. I, I think that I think the Belmont's going to be a big field. It ought to be. I mean, it, it it ought to be, you know, twelve. Yeah, I would think that there, a lot of people are going to take shots. I would. <laughs> well, supposedly Rick Strike is going to be there. I don't think he's scaring anyone out, though. No. No, I, I would think. I mean, Smile Happy was is getting was getting last I heard was getting sent to Rudin Riddle for a a once over. That's rarely uh, positive. It's really how you prep your Derby or your Belmont horse by sending him to a clinic. Um, we like we went through the. I mean, let's go through the field. Rich Strike will be there. Epicenter, we don't know. Zandon won't be there. Simplification, we don't know. Mo Donegal is scheduled to be there. Barbara Road is scheduled to be there. Tawny Port is scheduled to be there. Smile Happy does not sound like he's going to be there. Tis the Bomb is going to the turf. Zozos is not going to run. Uh, Classic Causeway, I would be very, very surprised if a mile and a half was his next uh, race. Taiba, who knows? Crown Pride is back in Japan. Happy Jack, he'll probably be there because obviously it doesn't matter how badly he gets beat, they keep running him back. Uh, Messier, I, I would be Doubt very, it. very surprised <laughs> to see him. White Barrio won't be there. Charge it. Maybe. Uh, maybe he got beat 30 lengths. You know, I mean, he's eligible for a first level allowance race, right? So, I mean, he, he got beat like he got beat 20 lengths. Cyberknife won't be there. Pioneer of Medina. I don't know. I mean, he got beat 57. <laughs> um, and then summer tomorrow. So you know, <clears throat> Rattle and Roll might be in there. Maybe Lucas will wheel that Ethereal Road back. I mean, like, who's good out of these horses? Yeah, That's the question question I keep asking. Like, who, who's, who's really good? No, I mean, this is the year to take a shot. Clearly. Hence, Rich Strike winning. Yeah, I mean, we had to get into like the twenty fives or the twenty sixes in the point standings. I think Ethereal Road is running on Saturday. Yeah, he is. He's running on the uh, undercard. the undercard race. Yeah, 
which can't be a good sign if, if Wayne's running him in there. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was, I don't exactly know what happened uh, to him for him that to he be scratched. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know that I, I want to be dealing with him two weeks later. But, uh, I looked at that race. That that's that's a very strange race. That is a a very odd race. Um, but some of the other races are okay. So, I mean, it's too early to really talk about it. Never too early, sir. I, I tell you what. What's really not very strong this year is the the again. Again, I mean, this is, I, I shouldn't just say it's not very strong. It's not very strong again. And that's <laughs> the uh, older male turf horses. They're non-existent. It's literally like there's nobody. The Phillies got propped up a little by Peter Brandt spending five and a half million bucks to buy two, two really good race mares that won uh, back-to-back weekends. Um, the devil horse that won on the Derby undercard and then, uh, Roof here, who won on uh, Saturday at Belmont, who looks like you know, they both look like the real deal. But again, one was a three million dollar purchase, and the other was a two and a half million dollar purchase. So they better be able to run. <laughs> but uh, the the older horse turf division is is very very soft. <laughs> Who is leading that division, would you say? Uh, the Mod Horse. <laughs> Channel Maker. <laughs> <laughs> he is coming off a win. A rare win, I might say. But Still the can't. Dixie, which is now known as the Dinner Party, which is really... A, uh, was there a horse named Dinner Party that was good? Apparently, isn't that what it's named after? I guess I, I don't know. Maybe it's named after like a date. Hmm. Like, I don't know. To me, it's dinner party. I, I don't recall dinner party being uh, being great. Uh, I'm looking it up now. Dinner party. Well, in 1940, there was a. Uh, a gelding by Calvacade. Uh, there was a mare in 1997 edition uh, that Barkley tag trained. Hmm. That um, broke her maiden at Laurel, but she wouldn't be anything that you would name after. And there was uh, there's actually a mare that's uh, it's running now. Well, has not actually the, a filly that. A maiden filly named Dinner Party that raced in uh, Prairie Meadows. So no, according to Echo Base, there is no Dinner Party that was uh, any good. Any good. Huh. So I haven't a clue why it's why, why Dinner Party is named the Dinner Party, but uh, it's not a great race. I'll I'll say that. No, it doesn't mean that we can't come up with a winner because that would be. That would be what we would be trying to do. 
Well, somebody's got to win, right? Yeah, yeah, someone will win. Shoot me if I try to bet English B again, please. <laughs> I don't know why I kept betting that horse. I kept... Don't even want to talk about it. But, um... But anyways, our friend Craig has got, uh... Got the, the, the COVID... Yeah, that's crazy, man. You better survive, Craig. <laughs> Every time I think that it's gone away, somebody gets it that I know. And I'm like, dang. Yeah. But people don't seem to care anymore. No, it's it's kind of old hat. Yeah, I mean, I, at the Derby, like, <clears throat> maybe 4% of the people were wearing masks. Wow, that many? Well, some of them were wearing masks, like, <laughs> like funny-looking masks, oh, like like horse heads. Yeah, <laughs> jackass masks. But um, whatever, whatever, man, whatever. I'm not gonna talk about masks because I don't care about them. Um, yeah. So this is uh. This is it for the you know the preakness i mean yeah we don't know you know I we mean, don't i'm I'm, uh, I'm at this point i'm i'm actually because rich strike isn't running i'm kind of over the triple crown <laughs> yeah. but i i'm not over the day because i think the day is going to be good betting so for the preakness but once once the uh the dirt i've been doing i've been doing very well lately by the way it was that uh, it was New Year's Eve. Got you on a roll, bro. I did. The freaking amateur race, the Meadowlands, cost me to pick five the other day. That's rough. It good too. It is rough. It's bullshit. <laughs> well, it's tough because you know the they make so many mistakes. And then another driver basically is the beneficiary of whatever mistake one of them makes. You know what the best way to handicap those races? Take take uh, 10 pills and put them in a thing and shake it up and then pull three or four numbers and bet those because that's how they drive in the races. <laughs> the other day, all right, so this is the race I, I bet on. I, I use three. I go three deep in the race because I, I just, I was flummoxed. But, um, so one of the the one horse goes to the lead, the other horse is sitting in the, the the four hole, and my third horse goes off stride first turn. Oh. So they're going down the backside. The guy who's five to two, he's sitting uh, sitting in the four hole, right? So you figure he's gonna pull. Pull. Oh. He doesn't. He sits in. He gets locked in for his life at, at five to two, and the guy on the lead, who's who's got a, a you know going at a decent clip. No one's pressuring him in the third quarter. So what does he do? Go he fast. tries to he, he tries to be Michael Chance and 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 like open up. Go faster for no reason. And of course, you know the last fifty yards, he runs out of gas. Yeah, it cost me like a thousand dollar pick six, but I'm so, still I'm, I'm still I'm still a little bitter about that. I can I can feel that in your voice. 
but I think that's that's just a sign for us to get our license. We'll be going wild halves. Oh, dude. 25. 52 and 2. <laughs> that's me. You'd be like a Naira <laughs> turf race. On the engine. You'd be like the early fires of trotters. Yes, amateur absolutely. Trotters. So anybody sees me on a trotter, you know I'm going to the lead at all costs. We got to come up with with some some parameters for our, our big uh, powwow at, at Saratoga this year. Got to figure out a date. I know you, you're the, you're you're the guy, man. No, I'm the guy. I'm gonna be there the whole time. <laughs> I'm gonna be open. <laughs> you got to figure it out, man. I'll figure it out. You got to start putting Maybe some a snag, Rodney. Rodney, Rodney should fly in from California. Exactly. People kept asking, "Who's the mayor?" The mayor is Spears, not the one that's on the Dude. show. The other one. If you get to Saratoga, you'll meet him, and then you'll understand. That's all I got to say. Yeah, the, there's no, there's no describing. No, you get, if you make it to Saratoga, you will meet him, and it will all make sense at that point. Someone wanted to ask, ask me about like buying yearlings, and the guy said to me, "I used to send it to his farm, Jeff Morris. After I'd buy the yearlings, and this was back when they were probably giving him a lot more steroids than I do now. Um, so I, I would always buy the yearlings, and and I would give them some some time off because it's a lot for a a, a yearling to go through the sales, and they they prep them now like." Uh, it, they're not just dragging them out of a field and and uh, you know buffing their coat up and, and and bring them in there. They're they're put them in training basically. They they jog them on wheels and swim them. They do all kinds of stuff with them, which is whatever. That's how they raise them or that's how they prep them. Now that's fine. But I always thought that it would be a good idea to give them a little time off after that. You know, let them get turned out. Let them kind of do the pull their shoes off and. Um, because it's got to be a stressful thing too, because these are baby horses, you know. So um, he said to me one day, he goes, "I got to ask you, goes, what do you look for in a horse?" He I said, "Why do you ask?" He goes, "Because I never know what's going to get out the van when you call me up and say, hey, 'Hey, I'm sending two over to you.'" He goes, "Most people have a type of horse they buy. They might buy a horse, you know, they might buy fillies that that are, you know." look a certain way or they like to buy uh like stocky cults or you know like uh fast quarter horse looking horses or some people like you know turf horses he goes but you like buy all different horses and i said i'll be honest the easiest way for me to describe it is just i just try to buy a horse that looks like they can run <laughs> I thought that's the objective of the whole. And, and he laughed, and, and he said, "That's true." But he goes, "It's always I go." Well, you know, a horse that looks like a turf horse that's by theatrical. Well, they've got to look like a turf horse that can run. And if you take a horse that's, you know, by by, uh, cantheros, you got to expect that they're going to be able to sprint, right? So they should look a certain way. And I go, it's all predicated on. You know, 
what they look like and, and i said I, I don't know how to describe it it's it's just that's just you know they just look like they can run and well we all like know. like for for spears he's just he is who he is man yeah like you just have to know him to, off the van to right. well you know like we all know Kintheras finished second in the british cup turf sprint so <laughs> <laughs> According to one of our illustrious experts on on television, <laughs> they don't even have to be right anymore. Like, like they can just like say that was like say the whatever. third. That was like the third thing that that someone reported on because I don't watch it. Um, I watch the track feed. I can't. I can't take the other nonsense. I mean, to me, it's just distracting. So I watch the track feed, but um. Yeah, they're they're like saying like inaccurate things, and it's just a shake your head moment, I guess. It is. It's. I mean, from where I'm sitting, it's kind of inexcusable with all the the data, knowledge, whatever you want to call it, out there. Something like that shouldn't get by. You know what I mean? You know how I bitch about the stewards that they don't actually have to answer to anyone? Yes. It's worse Same. for handicappers. Same situation. Worse. It's worse with the analysts. Same situation. So there's no um, television reporters, you know, like they have uh, uh, certain sports websites and like the usa today remember what's that guy's name rudy martsky used to be the <laughs> the sports uh tv guy rudy we don't have one for horse racing or the you know they, they don't pay much attention to horse racing outside of like the triple crown days but yeah got a lot of those this is a business you can be wrong all the time and no no it's a well, you know, one thing I did think about <clears throat> is I think ITP, our guy, should come up with a test, a betting acumen test. I think he could do it. For who? For anybody. Just a random test? Mm -hmm. on on betting acumen and teach probably maybe we should, we should collaborate um, have a teach a class they they've done that before and yeah i mean it would be good i mean marshall it, graham he, he was teaching a class at one of those schools in tennessee like middle tennessee state or somewhere Okay, class. What's what's today's lesson? No chalk zone. What's the other lesson? If you don't like a horse, don't put him in your pick four, five, or six. The third lesson: Don't bet amateur races at the Meadowlands. <laughs> Unless you're drunk and stupid. I might be stupid, but I'm early drunk. Well, here's a story for you. Quick one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I was watching TVG earlier. My wife comes home from work 
and uh, Prairie Meadows is on. That's right, the the prayer. And I told her that the announcer that she heard when she came through the door was your roommate. And she's like, so what do these guys go go to horse racing school? (laughs) And I said, yes. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. Yeah. You know that shirt I have that says RTIP? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raceback industry program. She's like, is that what that means? Yeah, and then I started ratting off names of people that went, and she's like, "Oh my god, that really is a horse racing school." Yep, I was like, "Yeah, they even run their own track." That's true. <laughs> yeah, Prairie Meadows started. Forgot about that. Yeah, I part mm-hmm. took in that. Our our man Stu, the racing secretary, there put some pictures up of the infield. I know it is gorgeous, like the the grass. I said you should put a temporary up, just put a temporary rail up, rail up there and start Run running turf races, man. Nothing like Iowa breads going five ace on the turf. I'm down with that. I love the I love the turf sprints. You know me. Wonder why they never did put a turf course in. Man, the grass looks good. That man is, is immaculate. The summer meat. And grass grows in Iowa, that's for sure. <laughs> they didn't want the corn to come up through. <laughs> Keep it short. I was at the parking lot of Prairie Meadows once. <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> just stopping, just stopping on by. It just wasn't open. Oh, it wasn't open yet. Uh, that's even worse. The actually. one and the one and only time I was ever in the state of Iowa, briefly. <laughs> I don't know. We got to go out there and see you, man, so we can go to the fair. Well, <laughs> that's got to be starting up right in June, right? There's a story about that too. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby Newman texts me and he says, "Hey." Stuart Slagle thinks you're actually coming up for the fair here, the state fair. And I I laughed. I said, I am. And he's like, really? And I was like, no, (laughs) No. probably not. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounded like a good idea. I'd like to go. How do you get to Iowa? I don't know. They have an airport there? Several. Yeah, but do they have like real planes or you got to get those little planes? Oh, it's like going to the Bahamas. There you got to go like the commuter jets. <laughs> I'm going to give you a parachute. Don't worry. It's all corn down there. We'll fly into Chicago and then it'll, take it'll, a little it'll, dinky it'll, plane to Iowa. It'll break your fall. Yeah, you could fly into, um, uh, not O'Hare. What's the other one in Chicago? Midway. Midway. You go in and get in the Midway, then go over to the Hawth. Hawthorne. Hawthorne is going to two days a week, I see. What? Cutting back from three to two. They're going to add races. Friday and Saturday? Yes. It's, it's tough to get horses there. Yeah. You know, it's a tough situation there because they can only run for a couple months and then they got to go to the trotters and they have to change the track over. And the guys there now, they really don't have anywhere to go. So, I mean, it's hard to commit to a track when you're going to have to move a couple times. It's understandable why it's difficult because... uh you know, this first non-Arlington year, you know, all, always Hawthorne would close. They don't want to go to the duel? I don't know that... Uh, to the duel? 
What's the duel? Fairmount. I don't know that there, there's that many stalls open at Fairmount. Nah, I, I don't think they would. I don't know. I'm not sure. So you meant the duel, like the dueling grounds? Like no, the... it's it's the fan duel. I call it the duel because there's no more dueling grounds. That's retired name. It is retired. Kentucky Downs. Home of the $147,000 maiden race. Down with that. Uh, I didn't watch a single race from Monmouth. Uh, do you have anything to report on from there? Uh, the races look normal. Oh, that's nice. I was uh, I was perusing it on on uh, on sa- uh, Sunday. I haven't spoke to anyone that's actually made any of the that that partook in the the um fixed odds wagering, but uh, yeah, I gotta find somebody who has just to see how that went. I guess we got to wait until they start cutting people off. Yeah, I mean... It's got to happen. I guess they have limits, right? I mean, you can't go bet 20000 to win on a horse. I would imagine. So... It just has a feeling of a novelty. So... So, anyways, that's about all I got, Greg. That's your warning. <laughs> oh, the NBA draft lottery is uh, this week. Yeah, nobody cares about that. They're gonna move up. I saw somebody tweet. This is Nick fans. I don't understand them. They're like, "Yeah, the Knicks are gonna make the playoffs next year." How? I don't know exactly yet. I want to be on board with that, but I just can't see it happening unless they upgrade. D Rose is like a million years old. Taj Gibson will still be there, and he's 105. Taj Gibson was Tibbs classmates with, with Dr. Naismith. <laughs> He'll be back, though. You watch. Dibs will figure out some way to get him back. He always does. But uh, I got nothing else, man. No, I think we're good. Yeah, I'm pretty much... We can actually cut it short today because Craig's got COVID and we don't want to extend his, uh, we don't want him to be up too long. He needs to sleep, get a rest. Yeah, he's watching some show. He just texted me and said he was watching We Own the City. And I've never seen it. That's going to be us at Saratoga this year. Oh, yeah. We Own the City. They're going to see some pairs of Adidas they've never seen before. The new.
saving all the new stuff. Anyways. Well, we'll see how the Preakness goes. And uh, no preview show for the Preakness. No, nah, we don't need no preview show. We nah. just give a winner. Nah, no previews. We're not previewing any Preaknesses this year. No, no. Did we do that last year? I don't even remember. I think we did. I don't think we did. Maybe we didn't. I think we skipped the Preakness, just like uh, Rich Strike. and I think we skipped the Preakness. And we show. just did a giant Belmont show. And we had uh, JB was on, I think, too. I think so, yeah. Or yeah. did we have somebody else? I don't even remember. Man. I can't even remember last week. Ugh. It's It's kind of crazy, but like the Derby was only a week and two days ago, and it seems like it was a month ago already. Oh, man, trust me, like that video I put up, it still hurts. Like the do rag throw, the spin, the holy <laughs> shit, it's the longest shot on the board. That was good. That man. was real. Like that one stung because Epicenter was home. He was home till he wasn't home. And then I was like, like, why didn't he move inside? <laughs> why didn't he shut him off? He probably didn't even see him until he was past him. No, I don't think he saw him at all. As a matter of fact, no, I think I, that's why he was I think when, when, you, when you watch the race and Rosario looks over to the left, I think he's like, who the hell is that? I don't, I don't think he was expecting that. So, Well, I guess... To be fair, none of us were expecting that. No, we did not. And, you know, it, it's funny because after that happened, it was like, you know, I was a little salty. But then at the same time, I was like, you know what? This is exactly why I play the races. This is exactly why. Even though I lost, this is still why I play. That's true. That is very true. You know, it doesn't have to be a great card for you to make money. That's the other thing sometimes no. people no. forget. Like, you just got to beat some of bad favorites. You don't, I mean, sometimes it's not even, it doesn't have to be bad favorites. You just have to beat the favorites. Right. Some of my best scores have come on like weekdays, just weird, random weekdays. Like, I yeah. hit a, a <laughs> when I played Rainbow Sixes, like, you know, five years ago, I hit one on a Thursday. I, I called out of work. Hit one on a Thursday for ten grand. Yeah, see, random. You know, like usually when I don't expect to play, like I hit one. I think I hit one for for like five on a Tuesday, and I never play on Tuesday. And I just decided one day I was like, you know what? Let me just go for it. Yeah, almost scooped the pool <laughs> on a Thursday. <laughs> yep, it can it can always happen. It, it's I mean, it's just random, but you know, it, it's what makes this game so appealing, at least to me, is that well, it, you never know when it's going to happen. Like you know, everybody knew that Epicenter was going to win, but eighty to one, two minutes later, 
kills everybody's ticket. What's the old saying? You got to make a bet every day. Otherwise, you'd be walking around lucky and not even know it. That's true. That's that's Trotter. That's the Trotterism, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Think. Yeah, I'll be I'll be doing a little bit of a write up. We'll be doing. I'll do a write up for the. Uh, okay. See who I can piss off this week. <laughs> I should come out of retirement one of these days and start writing again. Of course. You have a forum. I know, but you're you're better at it than I am. You can say whatever you want. I know, but I concede to you because you're better at writing than I am. I don't know about that. I can I can edit your writing. Okay. That's why I need an editor. You gotta employ the services of one Sid Fernando. We should actually. All right, well, we are actually going to wrap it up because because uh, that's it, man. We're gonna we're gonna have a a short show today. I know it probably seems like it's long, but it's not. And then uh, you know we'll recap the Preakness and all the all the nonsense that happened uh, this weekend. And uh, no, shortening the Belmont is a stupid idea. Well, so, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be occupied on saturday i'm going to epcot epcot so i'm going to be like playing races between rides or waiting in line yeah i think you got to do a lot of waiting in line there right it's a challenge for me i mean don't they know who you are and move you right to the lead i did well um last year when when, uh took breezy to universal A week after the Derby. Next year, you should bring Breezy. She would love it. She'd, she'd want to go to a concert. Too old for that, man. <laughs> she wants to see Marshmallow. I told her Marshmallow, the DJ, where's the mask? She's like, yeah. I want to see that guy. I was like, what do you know about Marshmallow? And she pulls up a video. There you go. Now I know about Marshmallow. I think I gave out a winner that day too, actually. I tweeted out the winner. Channel Cat. When he won the Man of War. I remember that. Yeah. I did that early in the morning, too. That was before we even went in the park. And then uh, he basically paid for my whole trip. Yep. (laughs) And I was okay with it. So maybe I can find one this year. In addition to the multi-race wagers that I'll be placing. Yeah, I've got to really go through this card, but I think there's going to be some playable races. Yeah, there's definitely. I I mean, I I saw the overnight, and it looks uh, 
it's definitely playable. Oh, uh, your your track opened up. Emerald, Emerald. Yes. Opened up yes. You were not exactly overflowing with horses. No, I, I think that was just opening night. Jitter. Finger, Finger Lakes canceled tomorrow already to Tuesday. The Tuesday card. Yikes! Lack of entries. <laughs> I think uh, the really the cards that I really like at Emerald are the Friday night, late night. You know the the 10 p.m. starts 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, those are my favorite because they coincide with my new Australian horse racing fetish. It's not really new. I guess the pandemic kind of brought that out, but starting to get to know the horses a lot better. Yeah, yeah, that helps. And I stick to certain tracks. There's some I just won't play. Like Waga, no thanks. But they don't run very often, so. Waga. Wagaloo. Waga. Wagoo. Wagoo Stakes. Yeah, doesn't uh, our guy Ois Ois the Stake? (laughs) Swifty. (laughs) I I was Swift the Stake last year. Uh, Who would ever thought that the... The key race for the Kentucky Derby would wind up being the meat race. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's wild. I actually went to Jeff Ruby's in Lexington when I was up there. Did you? Did you Sorry. see Jeff? No, no, Jeff. Jeff was probably in Louisville. But uh, it was all right. The, one of the best things about Jeff Ruby is when I... <clears throat> when I had that video at the Pegasus where the guy got drunk and yeah, hair, he was the first person to hate on the video saying, why did I film it? <laughs> he was actually no, the first person. I, I guess no free apps for you. No. Hey, we were, we were sitting at, at, uh, and Alvin's at the time waiting for the greatest Brussels sprouts in the world. All right, those are good. They're still closed, huh? Don't know. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll discuss all this next week. Yes, we will. And uh, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, appreciate the feedback. We've gotten more and more lately, and. <laughs> we do yeah. honestly. It's and it's been good. No one said like you stupid son of a bitches. You sure about that? <laughs> yeah. But uh no, it's cool. Like we like to hear from people and if we can help, we'll always try to help. So, Absolutely. Sorry that uh on the dull side tonight, but Trying no, to recover. Kind of transitioning. Is it's a transition to the next classic race. So yeah. Anyways. All right. Sounds good. We'll uh we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hey guys, I wanted to talk to you quickly about some of the changes coming to the Going in Circles Digest, which is our sort of weekly newsletter that we've put out that covers a, a wide variety of topics. Uh just lately we've added some guest columnists. Sid Fernando wrote a great piece for us a couple weeks back, and Julian Brown has really helped us out with some 
uh, excellent handicapping uh, articles. And we're going to expand on the handicapping, especially, uh, you know, with Julian's writing, who who used Julian used to write for American Turf Monthly. Um, but it's something that uh, we we think people seem to have be interested in. And certainly any timely topic is, is something that's going to be covered. And uh, we're going to do a lot of uh, our weekly previews, especially for the big days and, and the Triple Crown races. Uh, we also want to put it out there that anyone that has something to say, you can be a guest writer. Just contact me. There's a variety of ways going in circles podcast at gmail.com is probably the easiest and we'll uh, we'll put you out there and we're not exactly uh at the distribution point of the new york times or anything but we do get a lot of click-ons and if you have something to say well we'll help you say it all right guys if you have any suggestions anything you want to hear about anything you want to uh read about Hit me up, going in circles podcast at gmail.com and uh, check it out. Going in circles digest dot substack dot com. Free subscription. Thanks, guys. <laughs>